0: Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Morning, church. Is it just me, or did anybody else see in that video clip a guy with a Penn State shirt on? (laughs) Family can talk that way, isn't that right? I mean, he wasn't going to bring it up, so I thought, man, somebody's got to bring it up. Love you, man. (laughs) Let's start with a question this morning. If you could ask God for guidance and direction for one thing in one area of your life, if you could hear his voice clearly on any one issue or thing, what would it be? What would you ask God for in terms of guidance and direction today? For Trinity, one of our first Agora College students, she needed to hear from God and it was very simple. God, do I stay at school or do I go home? Trinity had graduated from high school here in the Dayton area and deferred a track scholarship for one year to be with us at our college to do a a gap year with a purpose, earning college credits while she served Jesus from Ohio to the nations. And after that first year, she said, "I, I don't think I'm supposed to pursue track. So she came back for a second year. Returning her sophomore year, she began to serve Jesus in mission while working on that degree. And she came to us at the end of fall semester and said, Randy Becky, she said, I don't think I can come back. Why, what's up? Well, I'm really, really, really needed at home. My brother's life is an absolute mess. He's on drugs. He's abusive to all of my family members. My dad has multiple serious health issues and he can't work right now. My mom is absolutely overwhelmed. I think I need to go home. We said to her, you know, we will support you in whatever decision that you make. But we wanna remind you that the best thing you can do for your family is obey God. And I'm gonna say that again, folks. The best thing that any of us can do for our families is simply to obey God. We prayed with her and a week later, She came back to us and she says, I really believe the Lord has spoken to me. And I really believe I'm supposed to stay and come back for a second semester. Little did she know that over that semester, while she was in school and while she was spending a month abroad in Asia in missions, God completely healed her father. And while she was in school and doing missions around the world, Both dad and brother were saved and baptized. And I believe Trinity's uncommon sense of obedience to the direction of the Lord played a huge part in all of that. X-factor direction became her, uh, beyond her ability. X-factor direction beyond her imagination. And God got glory through all of it. Let's look at Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 here this morning. Lord says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Let this sink in. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As we consider the Spirit's extraordinary direction and guidance in our lives, right from the outset, we must establish. Three non-negotiable truths. The first one is, is this. God is still speaking and leading people today. We have to believe that. God is still speaking. God is still leading. Secondly, he doesn't always lead in a way that makes sense to us. Build an ark, it's going to rain. Lift your rod, the seas will part. Walk around the, around the wall seven times, they will fall down. That's all Direction by the voice and the spirit of god he leads us and sometimes in ways that do not make sense to us nor to the people around us we have to recognize today that our good ideas are not always god's ideas and that common sense is not always spirit sense and that group think is not always god think that's why the proverb would say lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him And he will, direct, direction, he will direct your paths. Thirdly, we must be committed to obey the direction that God gives before we even receive it. This is not multiple choice. This is not God, tell me what you want me to do or give me the answer I'm seeking and then I'll decide what I want to do with it. How many of you know that those people never hear from God? As we said it, from the outset. An X factor, by definition, is a person, in this case the Holy Spirit, that has a powerful, powerful but unpredictable influence on us, and that includes directing our paths. So how big of a deal was it to Jesus that the X factor Holy Spirit, come to us. Let's look at the scripture. You've probably looked at it in this series already, John 16, 7. Nevertheless, Jesus says on the night before he goes to the cross... I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, the the one who has come alongside to help the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus said, hear me, I know you guys like hanging out with me, but it's far better for you that I go, that he comes. Because he can be with each and every one of you wherever you are at the same time, leading, guiding, directing, and empowering One well, of the previous times I was with you, I mentioned to you that the Holy Spirit's been brought into our life for three main purposes. One, he brings the presence of Jesus into our lives and we call that salvation. Secondly, he brings the likeness of Jesus into our lives. We call that sanctification or looking a little bit more like Jesus every day. And finally, he brings the power of Jesus into our lives that we can accomplish his mission and serve. And the Holy Spirit accomplishes all three of these presence, likeness, and power by indwelling us, by coming alongside us, and by guiding us. So John 16, he goes on to say in verses 12 and 13, Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. He had given them an awful lot that night, okay? <laughs> Starting with the, the communion of foot washing in the upper room. It was a long night for him. When the spirit of truth comes, Jesus said, he will guide you. And to all the truth, he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will guide you, Jesus said. He will tell you. Our extraordinary guide. Now, picture this with me. Imagine it's 170 years ago, about 1850 or so, all right? And we've all left our hometowns along the East Coast, Boston, Philly, maybe D.C., and we find ourselves meeting each other for the first time in a place called Independence, Missouri because we're gonna form a wagon train. And this wagon train, we're gonna head west because we've heard there's gold in them there hills if we can make it to California, all right? So, so the first order of business for this wagon train for all of us is to find a guide, to appoint a guide. And if a guide is going to be appointed, you don't want somebody that kind of looks like a Boston banker, all clean and polished, like a, like a Pastor Gill. okay, we can, <laughs> Pastor Appreciation Day, here you go. No, you want somebody that can tell stories in first person from the plains, isn't that right? You want somebody that's a little bit grizzled, maybe, you know, has been there, done that, maybe a little prairie dog breath or something like that, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody like Life, Pastor Life. <laughs> You want somebody who knows how to cross rivers when they're at flood stage. You want somebody that when your wagon wheel breaks, they know where the local auto zone is or they know how to fix it, all right? You want somebody that tells those battle stories in first person. You want somebody that can interpret the smoke signals and the times and the seasons in hostile territory. You want somebody, when it looks for all the world as you get to the mountains, like, man, that looks like the way to go through that pass. You want somebody that says, no, you do not want to go that way. You need somebody to say, This is the way over here, walking it. You need a guide. You don't want to be like the Donner party. And as the Spirit directs our lives, I love what Paul says. We walk by faith. Not by sight or better. We walk by faith and not by the appearance of things. And in this hour, friends, we need our guide more than ever. In the days in which we live, we need our guide because, catch this, we've never been this way before. And we don't know what the future holds. We need to tap in closely to our guide. Listen to what Jesus said about direction and guidance in John 10, verse 27. Very simple. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. His hearers in that moment that heard him make that statement, they they would have understood clearly what he was saying in that moment because they were very familiar with Eastern shepherds and how they guided their flocks. Eastern shepherds, you know what? They named their sheep. Every one of their sheep that they had had a name, like we would name a pet, like a dog or a cat. And, And one shepherd said this. Eastern shepherd said, if you blindfolded me, just by putting my hands on their face, I could tell you which one it is intimate relationship that led to guidance. As Christmas is coming soon, it's coming fast, and while shepherds watch their flocks by night, well, eastern shepherds would have their flocks graze at night, and several shepherds would have their flocks all together, but every shepherd had a distinctive call, and when he made his call, catch this, only his sheep would rise up and form a line and follow him to the next place, to the next place pasture my sheep know my voice and they follow and on the Damascus road I believe the apostle Paul became a member of the flock of Jesus he became a disciple he became became a follower and Paul's first question in that encounter on the Damascus road was simply who are you Lord it was a lordship question, and that question has to be settled for every one of us if we're going to receive the direction we need from, the, from Jesus, because he must be Lord of our lives. The second question Paul said was simply this, what do you want me to do? He's asking for direction. And I'll say it again, direction flows out of lordship. And my sheep hear my voice and they follow. It's not multiple choice. It's not God, give me some options here, and I'll choose the one that I think fits best with me. And over the next decades of following, Paul would base decisions, life-altering decisions. He would not make those decisions based on locality. He would not make those decisions based on safety. He would not base those decisions on family and friends or climate or standard of living, Paul just listened and he followed and he lived under lordship and he received extraordinary direction on a regular basis from the spirit of Jesus. And the spirit spoke to Paul in so many ways. Acts nine, an audible voice. Acts nine again The Spirit spoke to him through the words of a man named Ananias. The Spirit spoke to Paul during times of worship, during a time of worship in Acts chapter 13. They weren't even seeking direction. Acts 13, 1 says that the elders in Antioch were just ministering to the Lord with fasting and prayer. They were just loving on Jesus. And in the midst of just loving on Jesus, the Holy Spirit said, separate Paul and Barnabas for the work I've called them to do. And direction came during a time of worship. Acts 16, the Spirit of God spoke to, to Paul through a very clear no. Don't go that way. I don't like no. Moses heard a no from God. Paul heard a no from God. David heard a no from God. You know, when, the Spirit, when, when God speaks to us, sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says No. Sometimes he says, Wait, don't you love that one? And sometimes he says, I can't believe you're asking me that. I love you way too much to answer that prayer. Yes, no, wait, sorry, can't do that. He spoke to him through a vision. Acts chapter 16, a Macedonian man saying, come over, help us. Acts 20, he spoke to him through prophetic words and symbolic displays and gestures. But Paul wasn't the only one who heard God's voice in scripture and received extraordinary direction. Adam, Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Mary, John, Gideon. Why do I bring up these people? Because <laughs> they were not pastors and prophets but they heard the voice of the Lord in everyday events of life that made extraordinary uh, directional changes and opportunities for them. Adam was into agriculture. Abraham was a businessman. Moses was into government and sheep from time to time. Joshua was a military man. Mary was a leader of home and family. John was a local pastor. Gideon was a farmer. And all of them heard the voice of the Lord in important times. They received divine guidance and direction that made a huge difference, not only in their lives, but in their family and in their nation. And folks, in the days in which we live, going places in the weeks and months to come where we've never been before, you and I, we need a guide. Listen, if you're if you're raising kids, you need a guide. If you're managing a business, you need a guide. If you're if you're looking for a mate, you need to hear God's voice. If you're discipling others, you need the Spirit to guide you to how to disciple other people. As you take up your ministry, you need a guide. You need the voice of the Lord. You need to follow his direction. The Spirit wants to guide us as we relate and minister to other people in our world. He wants to give us pictures and scriptures and thoughts. He wants to guide us in our relationships and as we minister to others. So how might the X factor spirit of God speak to us and guide us? Well, very quickly, we know that he guides us through scripture. Isn't that right? Look at Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And how I love this and how often I've leaned on this because as I've sought God for direction and guidance, you know, his word speaking to my heart as I read it, it becomes a light, a light a lamp to my feet. It shines down in my present circumstances, but it's also a light to my path. It lights up the next stretch of the road that he wants me to walk. And it's not like you're in Oklahoma where the roads are straight for 100 miles and you get to see the next 100 miles of life. It's more like a twisty turny two-lane road at night. But, but his word lights up the next stretch of the journey for us. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God speaks to us and guides us and directs our lives through his word. He, he directs our lives as we listen to the Holy Spirit that still small voice that says, this is the way walk in it. The prophet found out that God wasn't in the whirlwind. It was a whisper. It was a still small voice. Hear that today. You don't get your direction in the whirlwind. So we got to step out of the whirlwind of life to take time to listen and receive direction and guidance from the Lord. God guides us through an inner peace, and that peace we're reminded is like an umpire in our hearts. It calls balls and strikes. This is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad. Hang on to this, let go of that. And I was told as a young believer, never ignore the lack of God's peace in your heart as you're seeking direction from the Lord. He may lead you differently than he is leading your friends. He may lead you in different ways And he may lead you in ways that will disappoint the people you love and love you. I was the first to go to college, either side of the family. Had a full ride scholarship to Miami of Ohio. Started a Bible study in a frat house and God began to speak to my heart about full-time ministry. And after two years, I walked away from a full ride to go to Bible college, pay my tuition. A lot of my family members that didn't know Jesus did not, could not comprehend that decision. I was gonna be the first one to make the big bucks in the family. And I can't tell you how many of them over the years I've gotten to do their funerals. How many of them came to Christ before they passed? God guides in ways that we don't always understand. But He knows. He guides sometimes through circumstances. And he uses circumstances sometimes to get our attention. And circumstances are great to confirm guidance, but never to lead us. Don't be led by circumstances, be led by Jesus. Hear me, (laughs) an open door doesn't always mean it's God. We got to grow up in this. The door was open, so I went through it. You know what? The devil can open doors too. We have to discern. We have to be led. We have to be guided. Sometimes God leads us through people. He leads us through the words of other Christians as we seek counsel. He leads us through our leaders. You know what? Yeah, Pastor Appreciation Day. Sometimes God gives insight to our leaders that he doesn't give to us. And they deliver that to us as his under shepherds. And it's not like, well, God didn't tell me that. No, God told you that. He just told it to you through your leaders today. And we got to be okay with that. Sometimes God speak to us through, you ever had God speak to you through somebody that didn't even know him? <laughs> and in that moment you thought, man, what they said right now, it was, it was their mouth. But Lord, I hear you in what was just said. And I, I've even had that happen with a five-year-old son. How, how good is that one? Huh? God speaks to us through family members. God speaks through supernatural means, angels, burning bushes, floating act heads, shipwrecks. And the bottom line is, if we're looking for direction from God and hearing him speak to us, he has the right to speak to us any way he chooses because he's God. God, I want you to talk to me this way. No, he's God. Let him guide, let him direct in the way that he chooses. So as you seek direction from the Lord, and you believe God has spoken, please, please, please test your guidance to make sure it's from him. Some simple tests. First of all, you need to ask yourself, what I'm feeling right now, is it biblical? Because God will never lead contrary to his word. Secondly, is what I'm feeling right now in line with God's character and ways? If I take this course of action, will Jesus be glorified? Will my next steps enhance his reputation in the eyes of others around me? And finally, what I'm feeling right now is direction from the Lord. Does it bear witness with others in my world? When people are not willing to have people who love them ask them the tough questions about next steps that they're choosing to take, red flag. Check this out. Guidance that won't be tested can't be trusted. Guidance that won't be tested can't be trusted. So, Becky and I, over the years, have developed this little thing called the harbor principle, the harbor light principle of divine guidance. It's kind of a triple confirmation. When we've come to the big decision points in light, Life, let me, let me just explain it this way. When big ships, I'll, I'll just read it right now. The harbor light principle of divine guidance help, helps us confidently align our lives with the Spirit's X factor, right now direction, and ongoing purpose for us. So picture this. Big ships around the world, when they're coming into a harbor at night, they will look and there will be a series of lights in a harbor, all right? And, and they want to, so, so they want to make sure that those lights line up and look like one light only. And when it looks like one light only, they know they're coming in at the right angle in the right direction, that they don't run a chance of running aground or being shipwrecked. And those harbor lights for Becky and I in the big decisions of life have been very simply the harbor light of his word, all right? As I read his word, this is just confirming what I'm feeling as guidance and direction for him. Secondly, the harbor light of his spirit, that still small voice. And, 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 as, and as we're moving forward, there's an excitement in my spirit as the spirit confirms that this is direction that we're to take. But how many of you know that God's word and God's spirit, hearing his voice, we can make those very subjective. It's very easy to find scriptures that say what we want to hear. And sometimes that still small voice may have a lot of our voice in it. So the third harbor light for the sake of safety and confidence is so important. The light of God's word, the light of God's spirit, and the light of God's people. The light of God's people. Randy, what do you mean by that? When we, um, when we started Agora 12 years ago, a lot of people thought we had lost our minds starting a missions nonprofit at age 53 in the middle of an economic downturn in our country. So, Becky and I found three people three people who knew our calling, loved us deeply, and knew how to pray. And we simply and honestly said, This thing's bubbling up inside us to start this missions thing for God. And we think it's Him, but we're not sure. So would you take the next several weeks and just pray with us and help us, help steer us through this time? And I got to tell you, over the next several weeks, as they called, this is what God put on my heart. This is a scripture that God gave me. Um, one, one friend said, you know what? I feel like God's saying that whatever you do next, make sure you do it out of relationship. And that brought all kinds of clear guidance to us in terms of how this was going to start, who we were going to partner with, and where we should locate. And that brought us back to Ohio, which we didn't see coming. And as these three friends, one by one, said, yeah, that sounds exactly like something God would have Randy and Becky Young do. I can't tell you the joy and the confidence we felt to move forward in the guidance that we're feeling. And as they say, the rest so far is history. We're not done yet. Divine guidance, hearing God's voice, the X-factor spirit bringing extraordinary direction to each and every one of us because he wants to. For the days to come, you and I need a guide. Thankfully, Jesus has given us a guide to direct us and to lead us in these challenging times. So let me ask you today, friends, if you could get clear direction from this extraordinary Holy Spirit X factor for one thing in your life right now, if you could ask God for direction in one area or one thing in life right now, what would it be? What would it be? Secondly, secondly, If you already know what that one thing is and maybe you need to think about it a little bit and I encourage you to do that to begin to lean into spirit as guide if you're not doing that in life. Lean not on your own understanding. There is a way that seems right to a man but in the end is destruction. If you have a sense of what that one thing, boy, if Lord, if you could give me guidance and direction in this one area, it would be so good. My second question is very simple. Are you ready to obey before you even hear his answer? Are you ready to obey before you even know what God is going to speak to you? He's a good God, and he's a good guide. And for the days ahead, let's invite him to lead us, speak to us, guide us, and bring direction in every area of life, because he, friends, is faithful. He is faithful. Let's bow our hearts before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. With our our hearts bowed before the Lord, and let's not stop before Jesus does in this minute, okay? With our hearts bowed before the Lord, I want to take, give you a minute right now. Take a minute right now. Just say, Lord, this is an area that I really need some direction in right now and ask him for it. Just ask him for direction in that specific area in your life that is in the forefront of your mind. It's on your heart right now. Lord, give me direction in this area. Just take a minute with the Lord. Lord, as we confidently bring our requests before you, because if we ask you for wisdom, you say you will give it. As we're asking right now, Lord, we want you to know we choose to obey you before we even hear your answer or receive your direction. God, help us in the big things of life to practice the harbor light principle May your word, your spirit, and your people line up to bring confidence in the next step for our lives. Forgive us for thinking every open door is from you. Help us to grow in our ability to hear, hear your voice and receive your instruction and and direction. Lord, we thank you for the promise of extraordinary direction through an extraordinary person, your Holy Spirit. We love you. And we thank you in advance for extraordinary guidance and extraordinary direction in this next season of life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And can all the people say amen together? Amen, amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.